This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. So this week, I'm going to be talking all about jobs and all the random weird jobs I've had in my life. I don't know why. I've, I'm just one of those people that's had so many, just like, so many random jobs where you're just like, how did I end up here? Yeah, like, I was making a list of them earlier and I was like, how have I had this many jobs? Like, I'm literally 22. Actually, no, sorry, I'm 23. As of yesterday, I'm 23. Which I actually can't believe. Like, when my nana asked me what age I was turning the other day, I went to say 20, I went to say 22. Like, I thought I was still 21. I feel like we can all just mitigate that last year though, you know? That doesn't really count. We didn't get to celebrate it and we haven't really experienced a full year. So yeah, we're just we're just taking that year off of our age, even though it's probably aged us by about 10. So I was having to think about why I have so many jobs because this always kind of catches me out when I'm writing a CV. I'm like, how do I explain? Like, does it look bad that I've had this many jobs? Like, does it look like I just jump from job to job? Uh, or like get fired I don't think I've ever been fired have I Uh, oh kind of not really kind of let go no we'll talk about that later um yeah I never know what to say like whether I should be like giving an excuse as to why but it's kind of just because I've I'm like moving all around the place all the time so it's just kind of natural obviously to then leave a job and get a new one anyway yeah my first job I I don't even know if this counts but when me and my friend Honor were like 14, we used to hand out flyers in Botanic Park for this chicken restaurant in Botanic. It doesn't actually exist anymore. I used to be obsessed with it though. It's called Birdcage. And I can't remember how much they paid us. I'm sure it was next to nothing. Actually, even if they did pay us anything, they might have paid us in food. I can't remember. But yeah, we would just do it on like a Saturday afternoon go for two hours handing out flyers in Botanic to like families and stuff uh, telling them that it was family friendly and that there was like a kids menu kind of mortifying no actually it wasn't me and Honor had good crack it was funny but it did kind of put me off doing anything that like you have to go up and speak to people but I feel like people in Belfast are friendly enough and especially when you're in the park like it's a bit different if you're in town handing out flyers and stuff and people are like busy, you know, on their way to work or trying to quickly get to a shop or I, do you know what I mean? Like you can get people at a wrong time and they'll literally just strip like, like point blank ignore you or be really rude to you. Whereas like on a Saturday in Botanic Park, it's like, why, why did I keep, it's Botanic Park, Botanic, why am I saying Botanic Park? It's fucking Botanic, right? Okay. But whereas Saturday, just like in Botanic, I don't know I feel like everyone was really nice so we had a like yeah it was good yeah I think we just did that for like a month over summer just for like a bit of pocket money and then we would go back and get lunch there and just had a hell of a time (laughs) but my first like actual job where I was like working every week uh that was in home restaurant beside the city hall if anyone knows it it's actually so nice in there I'd really recommend it I 
don't go as often as I should. I kind of always forget about it, but uh, the food's really, really good. They have a really good veggie and vegan menu as well, and all the staff are just so lovely. So yeah, I started in home when I was 16, and I first started off in the wee deli. So they have this like front section that's like a deli cafe, and then the back is the restaurant. And I just started out out doing Saturdays in the deli. So you would finish early enough, like, because it's just a cafe. It was maybe only open till three. But you're in early enough as well. Like, you maybe start at seven or eight. And, yeah, that was, like, my first hospitality job. I will always remember my manager there, Barry. He actually owns, like, a Michelin star restaurant now in Belfast called... What's it called? Oh, called Mother's Club. And he just, like, he just got me so... I don't know I feel like your first manager in hospitality just teaches you everything and he was just so nice and yeah he made my experience like so enjoyable I think for a hospitality job I didn't really do that much like I was like the you know the bit of the of the restaurant I like did all the polishing of the cutlery and the crockery and I'd like just run food down to tables and stuff I didn't actually like make any coffees or do anything fun or like have that much customer interaction I guess like I didn't take payments and things at that point and then I think as I as time went on in the deli and then I like knew that they needed and as I got like more experience and I knew they needed staff in the restaurant and there was like there's obviously a lot more potential to make more money in in the restaurant because you'll get better tips and also just more hours obviously working in the deli like I couldn't work Fridays because I was in school and then I couldn't and then the deli wasn't open on Sundays so it, it literally left me with just one shift I could work a week Um, so when they I think someone maybe suggested that I could start in the restaurant and it meant I could do Friday nights, Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons. So yeah, I progressed and I went from deli bitch to restaurant bitch. <laughs> Again, just like running food and doing all the polishing and all that bullshit and like cleaning. Uh, didn't like have a section where I'd like take orders and stuff. I think I maybe progressed to that towards the end actually. But I remember I was shitting myself. I feel like once you get put in a box in like a certain role and then they try and move you out of it, you can't, you start freaking out. And also, you know, when you're like the baby in work and you just, you, I, I used to love being the baby in work because I, I feel like you just got so, I don't know, you just can use it to your advantage. Do you know what I mean? Like as I started getting older, I was like, no, I'm not the baby anymore. When like another 17 year old started, I was like, no, <laughs> I can't like play the innocent like, new star anymore. So yeah, in general, I'd work like two nights a week, most of the times Fridays and Saturdays. So I was just giving up my weekends, basically, which I actually didn't mind. It was kind of at a time where everyone had started going out. So people were going out every single weekend, but it was like not that fun because everyone's just like always going to the same places that you could get into when you're underage. So it meant for me that like if I wanted to go out, for something important say like someone's birthday or like pre-formal you know something like that then I'd have to book it off and then it would just mean like when I did go out I appreciated it and enjoyed it so much more and they usually wear the better nights because they were like the more important ones not like just the you know random ones yeah I don't know where like not that many people are out and I also just thought it was really good like discipline to have at that age from 16 to 18 like while I was still in school and obviously had loads of work going on with exams and just other things as well like I was still dancing five or five days a week and playing hockey and actually I don't know what age I played hockey until 
I don't know, don't quote me on that. But yeah, I, it was just like a good discipline to have and to like have my own money to be able to go out and to like buy my own clothes and not have to always go to my parents for that was really good at that age. Yeah, I literally stayed in home until I was going to uni in Liverpool, like right up until then. I did have a bit of a meltdown at one point. I think it was like, I was like in the middle of study leave and I was still working and they knew I was on study leave. So I would get like the odd, you know, like call on a Wednesday afternoon being like, oh, any chance you want to pick up a shift tonight? Because they knew I wasn't, they knew I wasn't in school. And like, I was so back then I was so like such a people pleaser I'm definitely not anymore I've like learned to stand my ground and say no when you don't want to do something but I really didn't know how to do that then like I used to just freak out and be like yeah yeah I can do it like I didn't know how to speak to my manager on the phone even to this day actually I still if I get a call from work or from like someone higher up than me in any job I get like my heart starts going so fast and my face goes all flushed it's like automatic reaction from back then I think because I just automatically think they're gonna ask me to work and I'm gonna panic about what to say and then I'm gonna end up saying that I can so yeah I just didn't know how to say no and I would agree to do shifts that I literally couldn't do like I was off on study leave for a reason for my A-levels to study and revise uh, to get work done and and then I was being called into shifts and I was literally freaking out and I would like go in and then I'd have a meltdown in the soft toilet and then I'd like have to pretend I was fine and go back out and then I'd be like no not again here comes the like here comes the tears again I'd like run back in and then I just had to learn to say no after that and yeah it just taught me the hard way (laughs) also like I think anyone else who's worked a hospitality job that's done like the food running so you're working very closely with the chefs obviously because you're like standing there by the chefs as the food comes out and yeah anyone else who's worked hospitality and done that job knows that like if you're the food runner you get the brunt of it from the chefs so like if the chefs are in a bad mood they will take it all out on you because you are their like middle man for all the other people that work in the restaurant and if if things go wrong like if anything happens if it if literally nothing could even go wrong they could just decide that day they're in a bad mood and everything gets taken out on the food runner and I think being so young as well at that age like I didn't really understand that and I didn't know that it wasn't I I didn't know that it wasn't personal like I don't know I think now I can take it on the chin a bit and like give it back whereas back then I would just be like oh my god like why are they being so angry at me like I just take it all really to heart and I get really panicky about it but yeah A levels really pushed me over the edge where like anxiety and panic attacks are concerned so like having that and then having to work in a really busy fast-paced restaurant was it was a lot (laughs) Um, I was very glad to be well to be finishing my exams and to be finishing the job when I did and to just have a nice summer I think I ended up just taking the whole summer off then before going to Liverpool yeah so then I went to Liverpool and I was just gonna wait and see what my workload was like before I committed to getting any job I actually ended up there was this night that I would always go to it was like a Wednesday night in Shinjunin I think it was in Shinjunin and the, I think the guys approached us and because we, we were always there and said like did we want to promote for them and basically you just get like a pound per person that you get on guest list or something um so I was like yeah I'll do that like easy money and I go every week so surely it won't be hard 
but it actually was really hard to make any money because first of all it wasn't that big a night like it was only in the students union it wasn't like it was one in one of the like big giant super clubs in town and second of all so literally everyone you knew was already a promoter so like yeah you'd get like 10 people on the gas list and you're like sweet 10 pound <laughs> Um, so yeah, bit of a waste of time, and I did flyering for them once. Oh my god, and that I I think I did one flyering shift for them outside the uni, and yeah, that was not good. The amount of just straight up rejections, people ignoring you, giving you dirty looks, got some laughs. Like yeah, that just put me off ever doing any type of flyering ever again. So yeah, obviously didn't stay in Liverpool long enough to be getting uh, any other kind of job. So when I came home then, I got a job in Dean's, Dean's Meat Locker restaurant, which was fantastic as a vegan working in a steak restaurant. No, I actually, I really didn't mind it in Dean's, you know, Um, I became a friggin' steak connoisseur. They literally didn't have like any veggie or vegan options obviously it's a steak restaurant like I wouldn't expect them to so like if you ever had a break and you wanted food I would just I, I just ate so many chips <laughs> I probably put on so much weight from just eating chips all the time but yeah I worked there Dean's was good Dean's is quite strict uh they have to be like it's quite, quite formal dining everything's very proper you know done a specific way uh you have to know exactly what food is going to which person in the table like it's not one of those ones where you can just arrive at the table and be like oh who's having the pasta do you know what I mean like you have to know where each person what each person's having and yeah it's all just like there's a specific way of doing absolutely everything so that like the service is really good so that took obviously takes a bit of time getting used to but no they, they're easy and they're they're really nice there and they start you off on the bits jobs and you work your way up but also like same with any expensive restaurant the tips you can get are class like you probably make more money in tips there than you do on your wages which is good and then I actually ended up moving to Dean's Deli. I can't remember why. I think they just needed staff there. And I moved to Dean's Deli, which was a bit more boring than Dean's Meat Locker. Like, De- Meat Locker is so busy and so happening all the time. And Dean's Deli just felt so chill in comparison, which wasn't a bad thing. But I don't know, sometimes time just like passes way quicker if you're constantly on your feet and always looking for the next thing to do. Whereas like... I was kind of twiddling my thumbs in Dean's Deli, do you know what I mean? But I was kind of glad to get away from the chefs in Meat Locker. Oh, should I be saying this? I don't know if I should be saying this. But yeah, one of the chefs there, I don't think he actually works there anymore. I, ca- I can't even remember his name. It was that long ago now. But he genuinely, like, was just like walking on eggshells with him. Like, you didn't know what... Every shift I'd come in and I'd be like praying that he would be in a good mood because when he was in a good mood, he loved me. And we'd have like so much crack and... Yeah, like, I'd just have the best time. And then if he was in a bad mood, oh my God, like, he would literally shout at me. Like, he would shout at me as, what age was I at this point? Like, 19, and he'd be screaming at me. It was terrifying. And, yeah, he would just take out all his anger on me, and he'd be, like, throwing pots around the place, like, slamming things down. Oh, it was terrifying. I used to literally be, like, shaking, walking in, like, wondering what mood he was going to be in. Uh, So I was kind of glad to get away from that when I moved to Dean's Deli. Oh, my God, and I just actually remembered this. So the manager of Meat Locker, I I think they're, like, the manager, actually, of, like, all those three 
restaurants that all the you know all the three re- Dean's restaurants that are like all together there's like Love Fish Meat Locker and Epic and she's like the head manager right and she's got the same name as one of my best friends and one night out it was like fu- it was something ridiculous it was like four or five o'clock in the morning and I was ringing who I thought was my friend like kept ringing them and they just kept not answering I think I rang seven times and I looked at my phone the next morning and it was my fucking manager. How bad is that? <laughs> oh, and I had to send her a big long text being like, I'm so sorry if I woke you up at five o'clock in the morning last night and I thought I was ringing my friend that has the same name as you. I was mortified going into work after that. So at the same kind of time as working in the Dean's restaurant, I really randomly got a job working at the zoo Right, I'm not a supporter of zoos. I didn't actually work for Belfast Zoo themselves. I worked for the photography company that that did like... Do you know if you go to an attraction or like something like that and you get like your photo taken in by a green screen and then when you're coming back on the way out, like in the gift shop, your photo's like there printed? Yeah, I, be, I worked for the photography company doing that. So like I just take photos of families coming in and then print the photos and have them out on the stand so random <laughs> I don't know how I get into these things no I knew I knew the guy that I knew the guy that ran that I used to babysit for his kids and he just asked me if I wanted any shifts so yeah I think I did one or two days a week at that and then I did like four or five days a week at Dean's all right I'm trying to think of the time scale here so let me see I started my course my makeup course at makeup pro store in Jan- that was January to March or April and that was just like once a week every Monday so I was able to work around that obviously because it was just a Monday so I'd work in Dean's and then Zoo and then at the end of my makeup course that's when I got a job in Makeup Pro Store but at the time they already had like enough staff so they were only able to firstly offer me part-time hours so I had to work three jobs at the same time because I wanted to make it work like I knew I had to start part-time before I could go to full-time and obviously just doing part-time in the in makeup pro store wasn't going to be enough money so I had to do all three of them (laughs) so yeah that's the most jobs I've ever had at once but I would do say Friday and Saturday in makeup pro store but I said to them look I can do this but obviously you're only offering me part-time hours so like I have to keep on my other job so I can't work until six o'clock because that's when the shop closed at six and but I can I work till five so I can go straight on to my next job and they were like yeah that's fine so I would work from nine or ten to five on Friday and Saturday in make a pro store and then I would literally eat my dinner on the way to Dean's and I would start there at either half five or six and I would get changed in the toilets and just go there yeah and then I would work there till close on the Friday and Saturday and then I'd probably also work like another two shifts like one or two shifts maybe like Wednesday and Thursday and then I'd do the zoo on Sunday so yeah a lot going on (laughs) literally didn't have time to breathe I don't know how long I actually kept that on for but basically as soon as Make a Pro Store were able to up my days to four days a week then I just gave up 
15s and kept on the zoo because the zoo was so flexible like it wasn't really I could literally just tell them what I could work and when I could work and they were fine with that whereas uh Danes obviously kind of need to be a bit more available so yeah as soon as I could then I just gave up my hospitality job and then I worked full-time as a makeup artist with a bit of zoo on the side (laughs) weirdest combination you've probably ever heard in your life And I kept on the two of them right up until I left to go traveling. Uh, Yeah, I never gave up one or the other because I just thought like, what's the point? Yeah, I just didn't want to like cut myself off from anything. So I went off traveling, left those two jobs and then was meant to come back. And I was just like going to go, was I going to go back to make a pro store? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I think I was just going to go back and go to uni. But then I ended up going back out and going to Australia. So my first job in Australia was in Melbourne and it was basically, I wanted, I was really specific when I got to Melbourne that I wanted to one, work in a salon and just do like part-time there and then two, work in a bar. But I wanted it to be a bar and not a restaurant. And that was for a couple of reasons. First reason being that the R's are quite different. Like, I feel like when you think of them, you kind of think they're the same, but the R's you would actually do are so, so different. Obviously, with like a a restaurant, you can do lunch service and dinner service and some some will even be open for like brunch. So realistically, you can be like, t- they can kind of take up your whole day. Whereas a bar, like... You cannot start till maybe like six, seven, eight, and then just like be on all night, kind of like early morning. And I just like the idea of that because I don't know why, like I know that doesn't appeal to loads of people, but I just thought, you know what, it's not that often you're in Australia in a sunny country and I don't want to be stuck in like an office or, or in a restaurant, like working the whole day when it's sunny. And at least this way... I, although I'll be up really late and I won't be able to like get up early like at least I'll have semi have my days to myself which I thought would be really nice um whereas I just think restaurants that you end up getting a wee bit fucked over with the hours like you could start at like 12 say to set up for lunch and then not get out until 11 so like your whole you can't really do anything before 12 do you know what I mean if you have to like leave and get ready for work even like before 11 there's not really much you can get done in that time you're kind of just sitting around like waiting to start work and then if you finish at like 11 like your evening's done so I don't know like you don't have your morning or your evening whereas like if you do a normal say you're in like construction or in an office job at least you finish at five and you have your evening and then if you're in a bar it's like the opposite you've got your whole day and then you start in the evening um whereas restaurants just like right smack bang in the middle and just fucks you over and then the second reason was just like for the social side of things obviously I was in a new city and with no friends and apart from like the people I'd met in the hostel and I just thought like a bar would be a great way of meeting people and it was they all ended up being like my best friends ever I love them to bits I still do love them all and yeah no I had the best time in that bar so yeah when I arrived I started first of all looking at like salons and just kind of contacting people myself by email sending my portfolio things like that and I think fairly quickly like within two weeks of being there I had a job at a salon that had like five salons over throughout Melbourne and yeah I worked in there one in Brighton I would just do like Fridays and Saturdays it was so nice in there I loved it I felt really out of place though I feel like everyone was like quite bougie like wealthy Australian and 
I, then there was just like me, the wee Irish girl rocking up. But like, they, they, I think they liked me. I would, I would get loads of people coming in requesting me, being like, "Oh, I've heard about you and all." Being like, "You're the new Irish girl working here." So yeah, I did really enjoy working there. The people that worked there were lovely as well. I just didn't get to have much of a relationship with them because I only was there for two days a week, and then the rest of the time, like I was working somewhere else. So I didn't really get to to know them too well. But no, they were lovely, and then. I had such a difficult time. I think I maybe spoke about this in my Australia podcast. I can't really remember, but I had such a hard time finding another job. I don't know why. I I think I would have found it really easy getting a job in a restaurant because I could have just gone around like handing my CV out to different restaurants. Uh, but I, I didn't want to work in a restaurant and I like really wanted to just work in a bar but I didn't have much bar experience I was kind of milking it where that's concerned like I had a lot of hospitality experience obviously like I'd I'd been working in hospitality since the age of 16 but I'd never poured a pint or made a cocktail or anything so it was all kind of new to me I just kind of blagged my way and anyway eventually I think it was a good like two months into being there before I got the job at Lucky Cock was the name of the bar but it was definitely worth waiting for I loved my time at Lucky Cock it was so fun I met the best people ever yeah I I literally just like don't think I could have worked in a better place with better people I would work like four to five days a week there and it was open till three o'clock in the morning every day which was just fantastic so yeah like Fridays and Saturdays you were in until five o'clock in the morning during the week you get finished up a little bit earlier maybe like four on on really quiet days like on Mondays and Tuesday you'd, you would get finished up at like 3 15 you know like pretty quickly after you after you'd close but it was so so rough working that on the makeup job like because I would go from I can't remember. I've probably already talked about this, but I would go from uh, the salon, say I'd finish there at five. I'd get the train from there back to St Kilda where I worked in the bar. And then I would start in the bar at like six or seven. I'd just get food there. And then I would not finish there till five o'clock in the morning. And then I'd walk home (laughs) because it was only like a 20 minute walk. I'd walk home and then I'd get up the next morning at like eight o'clock literally like three I'd get like three to four hours sleep and then have to get up to get the train back to Brighton again to work in the salon and I would do I would only do it the two days in a row but oh my god like come Sunday I literally couldn't feel my feet I was a walking zombie on Sunday and there were so many times I slept in like so many I'd just miss my alarm and then I'd wake up to a call from my manager being like you've slept in again it was so bad and then I'd just have to like get an uber every time and oh it was awful um but yeah but then we came to a bit of a compromise and we said like I wouldn't start before 10 which is a bit better I think (laughs) and then also I would like request to not work Friday nights in the bar so that I could at least if I was doing it it was only one day you know like I, w- I was only doing it back to back one day but whereas I wasn't have to, having to do that and then get up and do the same thing again 
But yeah, Lucky Cock was so fun. Like, it was literally a night out. Like, I did not fail for one second. Like, I was missing out by working Fridays and Saturdays because, like, it was my night out. Like, I was with all my friends working behind the bar. Like, we would all just drink behind the bar. Every, like, hour we'd have shots together. It was just so fun. And then uh, when we would finish closing, we'd all drink together and then we'd go back to someone's house. Like, it was just the best job ever. And I was so sad when I had to leave it because it's one of those things where, you, you know, when it's like... Like, I knew even if I came back to that job, it would never be the same because it would never be the exact same group of people at that exact point in your life. Like, it was just kind of end of an era when I was leaving because if I was to go back to Australia now, like, I wouldn't want to work there again because I wouldn't want to, like, try and... Do you know what I mean? Like, when something was so good, you don't want to try and and make it be the same because it's never going to be the same. Does that? I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, you probably know what I mean. So yeah, I was so upset when I had to leave it, but I had to go because I had to get my farm work done. The farm work in Australia is like you basically have to do three months of regional work of some of some type, and it basically allows you. You don't have to like you can. Yeah, it's optional, but if you do it, then you can apply for a second year, a second year working holiday visa obviously you can just go and just do the year and then come home but um I wanted to have the choice of staying up for a second year and also I just thought like the farm work would maybe be good experience so yeah I knew I, that was always kind of lingering in the back of my mind that I had to go and get done and I kind of wanted to do it at a specific time of year where it would mean that I would like was kind of skipping winter slightly because as it started getting colder in Melbourne then I just went up north to do my farm work and it, it meant I missed the Melbourne winter which is fucking freezing by the way who knew Australia gets so cold only Melbourne like only Melbourne and anywhere else that south but yeah fuck it's so cold so I went up north to a place called Innisfail it's about an hour outside of Cairns I think and I did my farm work there. I was working on a banana farm. I don't know if I specified what I was doing on the farm before, but basically, so you've got on the banana farm, right? You've got, generally speaking, the boys do all the work out in the paddocks and the girls are like the shed bitches. That's what you get called. There's a bit of a running theme here with the bitches, isn't there? And the bo- so the boys go out and they like actually get the, like drive the tractors and like get the bananas off the trees and there's there's loads of different things they have to like bag them and they like bring them back into the shed and then that's where like all the sorting and stuff happens which and the packing which is like all the girls jobs and I worked on an organic farm so we actually don't do this here but uh, organic the way they like identify fruit as being organic in Australia they dip it in wax so you'll know this if you've ever been there I don't know if they do this anywhere else they definitely don't do it in the UK but basically like the little tips of the banana are dipped in wax so my job was literally just standing at the end of the the conveyor belt and every bunch of banana that came along I would dip it into a hot bath of wax and then set it onto the next conveyor belt where it would go then to get to be packed So yeah, I just do that for eight hours a day, dipping bananas in wax, which is just delightful, as you can imagine. No, I was quite lucky though. I was on like quite a chill farm. They were really nice. It was like a little kind of family run organic farm and they let us like have our 
I would just like listen to podcasts and music and stuff all day whereas like I know people that were on like crazy crazy industrial farms where like you could not have your earphones in and they would like go around with the megaphone screaming at them to go faster things like that no ours was quite chill where that's concerned I actually ended up changing as well like halfway through from dipping to sorting so one isn't necessarily better than the other like it's not an upgrade I don't know why I just changed I just changed for like a bit of change in environment I guess I mean I literally moved three meters down the conveyor belt but (laughs) I don't know just to like switch things up a little and yeah basically sorting is when is you is just taking the bad ones out so like all the bunches move up from where they're coming off the the hangers and then there's like a guy standing there chopping them all into the bath and then the bath like moves them all up onto the conveyor belt i thought is is this interesting or not i feel like i found it really interesting actually seeing what goes on like how your your fruit and your veg actually ends up like packaged and and then on your plate because you don't really think about it do you you just think about it growing but you don't think about the whole process in between and so yeah you just basically stand there all the all the bunches of bananas come up and you just take out like the rotten ones and and there's like a discarder belt like above and you just like throw them into it and then they move on up to the dippers and then they get packed and then they get stacked and then they go into the trailers so yeah i had to do that for 13 weeks altogether Although, to be fair, it wasn't, like, 13 full weeks of, like, five days a week work. Like, it would vary. Sometimes it would only be, like, two days a week. Which is obviously shit money-wise, but, like, I mean, come on. You wouldn't want to do that five days a week. I did originally want to actually, like, get a job in... Like, my plan was to just work in a bar or something as well in the town. But it, it wasn't really... Like, it wasn't really possible. No one... Nowhere was hiring backpackers. Like, the town kind of hated backpackers. Well like semi hated them so that wasn't really a thing whereas like I know there's other working hostels that actually have their own bars where you can work in them so yeah maybe I should have thought about that before going to Innisfail but I didn't really think about it yeah that was two things I said I was going to do on the farm one was get a bar job and one was get really fit in the gym didn't do either (laughs) obviously not so once I completed my 13 weeks on the farm then I moved to Sydney and I only at this point I think had two months left on my visa so I knew at this point any job I was going to get I was just going to have to pretend I was going to be there longer yeah it was kind of a mad panic you know to get into somewhere quickly and to get started which was easy enough like I had I had lots of trial shifts lined up for when I arrived in Sydney which was great and I literally got one straight away I started in a place I think it was called the King's Hotel I don't know there's lots of like hotel bars in Sydney it's real weird they're like there's lots of like pubs whereas Melbourne's like a lot more like quirky bars but yeah Sydney I ended up working in this like dingy pub type of thing for I want to say two weeks right basically this is what happened I lined up so many trial shifts I didn't want to tell them all that I had loads of trial shifts for all these different places to keep my options open so I just went to them all and just like would accept the job when I got them because I got like all the jobs and then and then I would just like go home and make a decision after that because I yeah I just wanted to like take a bit of time to actually think about where I wanted to work before giving anyone an answer and I wanted to work out like what would after I had a chat with like each of the managers where was offering the most hours the most money you know the best shifts like all these different things because like there was one 
this Irish bar and I got the job for straight away but like their shifts were so annoying there were those like split shifts where you have like a four-hour break in between lunch and dinner service and you just have to like occupy yourself for four hours and you don't get paid so you know things like that I just like wanted to suss out and see just like where it would be best for me I literally just wanted the, the place that was going to pay me the most and give me the most shifts because as I said I was only going to be there for two months and then after that I was going traveling so I was literally there just to make money so I narrowed it down to the two best paid places, right? And I kept both of them going for as long as I could because basically one was kind of like late to late to get me in and get me on the road and stuff. So as that was happening, I just kept on the other one that I got like as soon as I got there. Uh, that was like the dingy kind of pub one. So I kept working in the dingy pub until it came to the point where I was like on the rota for like six shifts a week in the next one. And I was like, fuck, right, I'm going to have to quit. And it's going to have to be very abrupt and very like, I can't work my shifts next week. And just to the point. So I, what did I do? I was thinking how I could get around it. And I, I just didn't know, like I couldn't, I didn't know how to tell my manager that I didn't have the heart to tell him that I had like I'd, I'd been looking for another job and that I had a trial shift in all somewhere else so instead oh this is really bad I'm like outing myself here instead one night basically the, one of the other people that worked there he was a bit like I don't know he was just really intense and he was a bit rude to me and you know like kind of treating me like I was literally 14 years old and had never worked in hospitality before like just being a bit just a bit patronizing and a bit rude and I just basically blamed everything on him and just said I never want to work here again and blamed it all on that guy and said he was so patronizing to me and yeah I was in such a bad mood when I left and I just never want to have to come back and then he kept trying to ring me and I was like no I can't answer this call because I don't know what to say uh he he was trying to call me being like no we can work like we can work this out like I'm sorry he was like that I I know he can be a bit full-on sometimes we really want you to be part of our team like we're really trying to like build a new group of staff and get things going properly and like you're a really good addition to the team and all and and like sending me all these texts and like ringing me and I was just like declining every call because I didn't have the heart to like tell him that I'd got a job somewhere else (laughs) oh I feel like such a bad person it actually turns out I probably should have kept that job money wise but I'm happy I didn't because I got a job in Sydney Opera Bar like by the Opera House and oh my god like what a place to work in my last month in Australia it was incredible and even though I didn't get the shifts I had wanted because I was working in the terrace bar the outside bit and I got a little bit of a bad spell of weather like it wasn't awful but it just wasn't great where like the terrace bar was always busy because the terrace bar is like rammed in summer obviously it's like the best setting in Sydney and but yeah oh my god it was uh, it was unreal if I went back to Sydney I'd, I'd work there again in a heartbeat it was huge and it was very well run like probably the most well run bar I've ever worked in I've only worked in a few bars <laughs> but I feel like nothing's ever gonna be to that level like I can't describe to you how just like smooth everything runs and like for such a big location and I like I think the whole I think the venue fits like 
I can't remember. It is thousands though, but it fits a lot of people. And in summer, it is rammed. But it was, oh my God, a dream job. Like literally working in the sun, just got to wear like a short sleeve shirt and apron with like sunglasses and listen to all the live music. There was just like constant live music all the time. And because I was in the terrace bar, it wasn't like the full bar. It was only like the house spirits and the house wines. And we didn't do cocktails. So it was so easy uh, where that's concerned because it was literally just like house pours. And yeah, it was such a dream. I would, yeah, as I said, I'd go back to it in a heartbeat if I could. And the, the manager there was so nice. Like he said to me, I could come back and everything. Yeah, working in bars in Australia is a dream compared to here because they have this thing. They're very strict there with alcohol licensing and they have this thing called an RSA. So it's a responsible service of alcohol. And basically, if you want to work in any licensed place, you have to obtain an RSA. And there's a lot of rules, especially in Sydney, like in New South Wales, the state. Uh, there's a lot of rules there with regards to drinking and being drunk and disorderly and being out. And basically, it gives you a lot of power as a as someone behind the bar to kick people out and to refuse people service and to say like you should have a glass of water and you know someone just starts being a drunken dickhead to you like it's completely in your court to to get them out of your space basically whereas like in Belfast like people just walk all over you well in the UK in general people are just like cheeky cheeky bastards to you all the time and they can just get away with it because they're a paying customer. Whereas there, it's very, very different. And they have actually RSA police, like literally police that just monitor like the service of alcohol. It sounds really strict and it kind of is. Like it's kind of a little bit of a melt if you're going out. Uh, you have to make sure you don't pray too hard and that you're not like, you know, really drunk as when you're going into venues because you just won't get let in. But as someone who's like working behind the bar, it is it's so good it's yeah it's really really good and it it was amazing for working in lucky cock as well because it obviously being a nightclub like up until three o'clock every day you're always getting like drunk rude people uh people saying inappropriate things to you and literally you'd just be under the walkie talkies straight away the bouncers would have them and be dragging them out the front door so you'd just feel like the baddest bitch like you're like you have so much power here (laughs) it made me realize like how you know the way bouncers just like have so much power and they love it 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 gave me like a sense of that so yeah worked in Sydney Opera Bar until I left Australia I just had to tell my manager that I wasn't going to take my second year visa straight away and yeah I was going to come back after doing a degree and he was like well if I'm still here and you come back after your degree you know who to call so it was really nice of him and I went back and oh well I ended up traveling for about two months I went back to Asia for two months and then I got back to the UK in like late November and then I started at a bar in Belfast called the Albany it's not called the Albany anymore it's called the Bowery yeah I worked there from Christmas up until Covid happened in March the Albany was good crack it was it was fun over Christmas because Christmas was really busy and like loads of people I know would go there like my one friend Garrett <laughs> it was just ongoing like I, th- I think he came in 12 days in a row or something when I was working over Christmas and I- it got to like the 10th day and I was like oh my god not you again <laughs> oh you literally couldn't get him out of the place it actually got to the point where it wasn't even funny I was like actually get out of my sight like if I have to see you and work one more day <laughs> 
where you're getting paralytic and I'm working and serving you drinks I'll be fuming but yeah it was a good crack and I stayed there until Covid obviously and then when that kicked in that was I think that was on St Paddy's Day yeah I remember working and called off on St Paddy's Day so I was off from then and then went on furlough I just remember thinking at the start I was like oh yeah buzzing about this like bit of time off I've been working flat out still getting paid and furlough and then it kind of boredom kicked in and I was like no I need a job I can't because it's not even like you could be using any money you were getting from furlough to be doing anything like you know what I mean this is like full lockdown and there were so many of us in our house at the time there was all five of my family plus my boyfriend at the time and my sister's boyfriend so there was seven people in the house so like if all seven people were in the house at all times because no one was going to work like my mum and dad were working from home and then none of the kids were working at that point and it was just like a lot like don't get me wrong it was good crack when everyone was drinking because there was a good crowd of us but I could not have done lockdown without a job I really randomly ended up getting this job. It was kind of one of those things where it was just like word of mouth and like I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone else that like there was this training day for and yeah, basically it just led to this job um, mask fitting. So basically, so you've got your face masks that you have to wear like the coverings that you have to wear uh, when you go to shops and stuff now but if you are a doctor or a nurse or anything like that someone working in a high risk like covid environment you need to be protected more so than just wearing one of those face coverings so you have like a more fitted mask that um is completely sealed if that makes sense and my job was well is i still do that Uh, is to for them to come in and find out which model of mask is fitted to them if that makes sense so yeah such a random job and I was doing that for five days a week the hours were crazy I was like 12 hour shifts at one point I was doing like four or five days and I'd work from 4 p.m until 2 a.m doing that which was so nice because that's when we got the heat wave last year. So I'd we'd never actually have to stay until two, which was nice. Like we'd always end up getting finished up at around 12. Come home, go to sleep, wake up, sunbathe all day and then be in work for four o'clock. It was lovely. And then I'd have my weekends off and we'd just drink with the family. That was actually really fun. Got into like a good routine with that. I didn't mind the hours at all. So I kept doing that until summer kind of time like July and then I was going to Portugal and I just had to give it up because then after Portugal I was going to Leeds and to study and stuff so I had I left the job and then when I came back from Leeds at Christmas and I realized I was actually going to stay in Belfast and not go back to Leeds because all of uni was online then I got that job back the hours are very different now though it's not the crazy 4 p.m till 2 a.m anymore it's just kind of regular uh like eight to eight to five eight to six and I only do two days a week to work it around uni so I have at the moment I have online uni from Monday to Wednesday and then I'll work Tuesday or sorry Thursday and Friday and yeah it's actually a gift of a job uh the my manager is the nicest person in the world yeah it's just so handy that it fits around uni and stuff as well I'm so thankful for it yeah so that literally brings me right up to now where I'm still doing that I booked this week off for my birthday because I'm celebrating I decided I'm having a full week of celebrations (laughs) like my birthday was yesterday and 
but I went out for lunch on Monday. I went out for brunch and dinner yesterday. I think I'm going to go out for dinner tomorrow. I'm going out for brunch on Saturday and then I'm having a barbecue on Saturday. So it's a whole week of celebrations. I just thought I had to make up for it after not having anything last year. And also it's just so exciting and such good timing that all like indoor things and everything are starting to open up now right on time for my birthday and the sun came out just on time for me it was such a nice day yesterday and it's so nice now but yeah that's all the jobs I've had like how did I just talk about all the jobs I've had for nearly an hour that just shows you how many like is that bad I don't think it is I've never really been let go oh wait this is what I was gonna say about the Albany should I say that I was kind of let go not really basically when I you know when things opened up again at Christmas and I was meant to start back and I said I couldn't work like I was like oh I can't work Boxing Day can't work New Year's Eve can't work Christmas Eve and they were just like oh well we don't need you that's not really firing is it no I don't think so (laughs) I was just standing my ground because I didn't want to work like they're important family days and I hadn't seen my family in so long because of lockdowns and because of being in Leeds and stuff and it was like the first time I was gonna see my grandparents and then so I was just said I couldn't work I I think that's I don't think that's that bad but yeah I've always been a grinder always a hard worker me I don't know why I think I'm I think because I'm always saving for something like I'm always saving for the next trip or like the next even now like I'm just I just keep savings I'm like I may as well and then I can just like fuck off for a year do you know what I mean? Like I'd love to do India and South America. I have so many places I want to go to. I'm just always conscious of that. And I just like, I just, I like working. I mean, I don't like it where it, when it like drives you crazy and it takes over your life, but it definitely gives you a sense of purpose. I just, I like when I like my job, do you know what I mean? And when I like the environment and the people and it just makes it so much better, obviously. I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to do things that I love like to be able to get paid to do makeup for a while was amazing and now actually I'm gonna start back again taking makeup clients which is really exciting yeah that's me I might get I might end up getting a bar job in Leeds just because it's been so hard to meet people in Leeds Um, like I haven't met anyone on my course yet I literally just know my housemate so I was maybe thinking when I go back over I'll get a job in a bar and hopefully be able to meet people through that or who knows I might even actually start doing makeup there I had intended on doing that but then obviously with COVID and stuff like people weren't really going out so there was no point yeah if you are someone that has never really worked that much like I know my brother has literally never had a part-time job which I just don't understand like how but yeah like if you're someone who hasn't really had many jobs and and is now you know maybe scared that they don't know what they want to do just take time out and just get a load of random jobs like I have you'll end up finding something you like and don't let like one experience somewhere put you off like do do you know what I mean if you have a bad experience in a restaurant somewhere don't let that put you off hospitality forever because you actually just need to find the right place for you and the right environment and the people and everything and when you find it like you'll just end up loving it and it doesn't feel like work which is great so yeah that's everything thank you so much for listening I managed to get my podcast up on Apple Podcasts so if you get a chance I would love if you could leave me a wee review on that thank you so much for your continued support and I will speak to you next time